Support for MPB comes from the Mississippi Museum of Art in Jackson. What Became of Dr. Smith by artist Noah Satterstrom is on view now through September 22, 2024. Learn more at msmuseumart.org. This podcast is a local production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting and depends on the support of listeners like you. If you can, please donate today at mpbonline.org. And thanks. Hey, thanks for tuning into the Arts Hour. I'm Larry Morrissey with the Mississippi Arts Commission. Instead of our normal artist interview, this week we'll be listening to audio from this year's Governor's Arts Awards program. Due to the pandemic, this year's program was a broadcast-only event. It was shown on MPB television this past Friday evening. The program highlights a wide range of talented Mississippians, including writer Jasmine Ward and the Tutwiler Quilters. We'll start off the ceremony by hearing from our MC, MPB's Bill Ellison. Hello, and welcome to the 2021 Mississippi Arts Commission's Governor's Arts Awards. I'm your host, Bill Ellison. Tonight, we're celebrating Mississippians who have made extraordinary accomplishments in the arts, like we have since 1988. This year, due to the COVID-19 pandemic, the awards are presented a little differently, but I promise you'll still be inspired and entertained by our spectacular group of award winners. First up, the recipients for the Excellence in Media Arts and Excellence in Music Awards. Filmmaker and artist Arthur Jaffa has achieved the kind of success behind film, video, and digital movie cameras most artists only dream about. Born in Tupelo in 1960, Mr. Jaffa grew up in Clarksdale, where both his parents were educators. After studying architecture and film at Howard University, Mr. Jaffa moved to Atlanta to kick off his career, which has seen him move effortlessly between feature films, documentaries, experimental video art pieces, music videos, and various other artistic media. In 1991, Arthur Jaffa won the award for Best Cinematography at the Sundance Film Festival for Julie Dash's film, Daughters of the Dust. A few years later, he served as cinematographer on Spike Lee's feature, Crooklyn. Alongside his more high-profile commercial work, Mr. Jaffa has produced an impressive body of video, art collages, essays, and installations. Many of the country's top museums have exhibited his work, including the Museum of Contemporary Art in Los Angeles. His video essay, Love is the Message, The Message is Death, is in the collections of numerous museums, including the Metropolitan Museum of Art in New York City. With a soundtrack of Kanye West's song, Ultra Light Beam, the work is a collage of found footage depicting black American experiences, running the gamut from harrowing to celebratory throughout history. In 2019, his video essay, The White Album, won the Golden Lion at the prestigious Venice Biennale. Arthur Jaffa has also made a name for himself as an innovative creator of music videos. He's directed, produced, or photographed videos for Kanye West, Jay-Z, and Solange Knowles. Always looking for new ways to promote black arts and culture, Mr. Jaffa co-founded the movie studio Sun House. The company's stated goal is to create a black cinema as culturally, socially, and economically central to the 21st century, as was black music to the 20th century. 30 years into a winding and eclectic career, Arthur Jaffa continues to explore innovative forms of artistic expression. He's currently working on a feature film that depicts the ways black music has greatly influenced American culture. For his long-term success in cinema, television, and in the world of fine arts, the 2021 Governor's Award for Excellence in Media Arts goes to Arthur Jaffa. I was born in Mississippi in 1960, born in Tupelo, Mississippi, obviously the home of Elvis Presley. <laughs> born in Tupelo, Mississippi, but actually grew up in Clarksdale. And as I sort of mentioned, probably more, more times than once, I feel like in many ways, um, who I am was very much shaped by bouncing back and forth between those two uh, regions of Mississippi. Oftentimes, if people hear you're from Mississippi, it's like you're some sort of mythical beast or something like that. Like, 
you 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 actually grew up in Mississippi? And I'm like, yeah, 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 I did. I mean, you know, people actually do grow up there. It is a real place, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know, like, over the course of the last maybe 30 years, there have been, like, several instances where I found myself in Mississippi with my friends and colleagues and stuff, and they, you know, it was a real shock to them, you know, what, what like, kind of what it was like. I worked on a commercial once for Wild Turkey Bourbon, and we shot in and around Clarksdale. And so a bunch of my friends from New York and L.A. actually worked on this commercial with me. And uh, I remember a very, very close friend of mine turning to me like a day, the first day we were there and saying, I just don't understand how this environment produced you. I remember her saying it. And I was like, really? Oh, interesting. Uh, but then about three days in, I remember her coming up to me in the middle of the day and say, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> You know, so, um, you know, look, I don't, I don't think I'm, like, saying anything so shocking to say that Mississippi has a troubled, you know, a troubled past, for sure. Um, but it also is a place that's, you know, it's a kind of magical place. And I think to a certain degree, a lot of the sort of talks that I've given, in a sense, are very much uh, preoccupied with trying to articulate to people how growing up in a particular place that I did sort of shaped what I do, you know? And sometimes not so apparent to people. Hey, y'all! Hey! Yeah, yeah, yeah! Play the blues for me, y'all! Jackson native Nellie McGinnis has described herself as a work in progress. Others have called her the first lady of bass. Her list of career accomplishments suggests Ms. McGinnis as being modest. Known to her fans as Nellie Mack, McGinnis grew up in the capital city with a strong love for music. Though she was steered toward the piano, Nellie Mack rejected gender stereotypes and pursued the bass guitar. While studying music at Jackson State University, she formed the group Past, Present, and Future with Rhonda Richmond and future Grammy winner and Governor's Arts Award recipient Cassandra Falks Wilson. McGinnis' skill on the electric bass was quickly noticed, and she took her high-energy performing style to audiences across the state, the nation, and as far as Finland, Belgium, and Norway. She has shared the stage with some of the greatest musicians of the modern era, including jazz legend Ellis Marsalis, R&B hitmakers The Bar K's, blues man Bobby Bland, Governor's Arts Award recipient Dorothy Moore, Clark Terry, and even the late jazz giant Dizzy Gillespie. In recent years, Ms. McGinnis has settled back into her hometown of Jackson to be close to family. She formed her popular live band, the Nellie Mack Project, and plays regularly at her church. Ms. McGinnis remains a highly sought-after live performer, but is also committed to music education. She received a Master of Music Education from JSU and dedicates time to teaching young people about music as a member of the Mississippi Arts Commission's artist roster. Before the quarantine in 2020 brought live performances to a near standstill, Nellie Mack played regularly at festivals and concerts around the region. Her hope, and that of her fans, is that Nellie Mack will be bringing her stellar musicianship and show-stopping performances back to audiences in the very near future. For a successful 40-year music career and for shattering gender stereotypes for jazz, funk, and blues bass players, the 2021 Governor's Award for Excellence in Music goes to Nellie Mack McGinnis. Good evening, everyone. I'm here before you today, humbled and honored to accept the prestigious Governor's Arts Award for Excellence in Music. Before I began, I would like to thank the Mississippi Arts Commission for its continuous pursuit, not only toward enhancing the arts, but exhibiting the need for the arts from preschool to institutions of higher learning. I thank the panel for diligently reviewing, debating, and collectively coming to an agreement. I thank the office of the governor and the senators for acknowledging the final decisions. I certainly appreciate and thank those of you that sent in those beautiful recommendations as though you followed me throughout my career. Last but not least, I thank the other candidates 
for being amongst all of you and your great works. I would like to dedicate this award to my late brother, Mr. Walter Gardner, Jr. Not only did he teach me, the only female, but other locals as well. For you young bass players, particularly females, although your journey may not be as hard as mine was, there are still tools you need to make in your pathway of life. You need your higher power with all the times you need to have them with you. You must practice, practice, practice. Study, study, study. Then research, listen, grow with your learning. Perform as much as you can. Read, 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 and pray, pray, pray. Lastly, know this is what you really want to do for the rest of your life. And when you do, stay the course. From the time I picked up the bass and my brother tried to turn me, saying, I'm going to show you one song. If you can't play it when I get back, don't ever touch it again. Well, I've been touching it ever since. I began my career playing bass behind the late, great Sam Myers. I'm quite sure a lot of you are familiar with him. Before I return to my seat, <laughs> I would like to say, Regardless to the occupation you choose, you must encourage yourself. And these words I'm about to say has been said before, but I feel I've earned a place whereas I too can echo them to you, my fellow Mississippians. I might be the first, but I'm certainly not the last. Thank you, thank you, and thank you they call me Nellie Mack. This is Larry Morrissey. Thanks for listening to the podcast version of the Mississippi Arts Hour. The show is broadcast on MPB's statewide radio network on Sundays at 5 p.m. For access to all our past shows, please subscribe to the Arts Hour on your favorite podcasting app. Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit, you get information about foods you should eat to stay in good health and tips on how to stay active. I'm Dr. Josie Bidwell, host of Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit and Associate Professor of Preventive Medicine at the University of Mississippi Medical Center. Listen to the show every Monday at 11 or subscribe to the podcast by searching for Southern Remedy with your preferred podcasting app. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. And we're back on the Arts Hour. Today we're listening to the audio from this year's Governor's Arts Awards program. Now we'll hear from MC Bill Ellison, who will introduce the next recipient. The South in general, and Mississippi in particular, has produced a disproportionate number of esteemed and beloved writers. But few have received the critical success and the accolades Jessamyn Ward has at such a young age. Born in 1977 and raised in the coastal Mississippi town of DeLille, Ms. Ward was a bookworm from an early age. A regular at her school library, she sought out tales featuring strong-willed, smart girls. And she read through all of the books she could get her hands on. However, she noticed none of the characters she admired looked like her or came from a place like rural Mississippi. Despite this, she allowed herself to dream. At school, she remembers looking at the Mississippi literary map filled with so many writing giants and sometimes thinking, what if? After earning bachelor and master's degrees from Stanford University, Ms. Ward considered doing something practical rather than pursue writing. But the tragic death of her brother, Joshua, was the impetus for pursuing writing full-time. 
In 2005, she received her MFA in creative writing from the University of Michigan, where she won several writing awards. In 2008, her first novel, Where the Line Bleeds, was published. She says it was inspired by the story of her late brother. Three years later, her second novel, Salvage the Bones, was released. After a quiet, critical reception, the novel surprised the literary world and Jessamyn Ward by winning the National Book Award. In 2013, she published her memoir, Men We Reaped, about the loss of her brother and four friends who all died in a four-year span. The memoir received rave reviews and several prize nominations. Ward followed the memoir with the anthology, The Fire This Time, which she edited in response to the deaths of Trayvon Martin and Michael Brown. Her third novel, Sing Unburied Sing, made history by winning Ward her second National Book Award. She was the first woman and the first person of color to be a two-time winner of the Fiction Award. Others include Faulkner, Philip Roth, and John Updike. Ms. Ward received the Mildred and Harold Strauss Living Award for Literary Excellence from the American Academy of Arts and Letters in 2016 and a MacArthur Fellowship, commonly referred to as a Genius Grant, in 2017. Her latest book, Navigate Your Stars, is an illustrated version of the stirring commencement speech she delivered at Tulane's graduation in 2018. In September of 2020, Jasmine Ward penned a personal essay for Vanity Fair magazine about the COVID crisis and the Black Lives Matter movement that included the shocking news of the death of her partner, Brandon Miller, likely from coronavirus-related respiratory distress at the age of 33. The article was warmly received and widely read. Most recently, Ms. Ward interviewed President Barack Obama about his memoir, A Promised Land, also for Vanity Fair. Jasmine Ward still lives in her hometown of DeLille and is a professor of creative writing at Tulane University in New Orleans. In 2017, the bookworm teen who dared to dream what if was added to the state's literary map. For emerging as one of the new voices of the South and for adding to the canon of great American literature, the 2021 Governor's Award for Excellence in Literature goes to Jasmine Ward. Hello, uh, it is an honor to be here virtually to accept the governor's award. After I attended college, I spent around a decade out in the world, working and living and learning in other places, but I was always homesick. There was a part of me that was always here in this place, in the Mississippi of my childhood and my adolescence, on my great-grandmother's porch shelling pecans, or at my mother's table eating gumbo, or in the pine forest surrounding my home, playing chase with my siblings and friends, or walking down a red dirt road lined with oyster shells, pulling a red wagon filled with pears filched from a neighbor's tree, or on my grandmother's porch with the book in my hand, reading Wright and Moody. And after years of hard work, and longing and luck, I was able to return to Mississippi, to you as an adult. I count my return as one of the great fortunes of my life, to be able to work here, write here, raise children here, build family and community here, in this place of pine and oak and river and hot high sky, in this place that unfolds and teaches me every day that reminds me of who and what I fight for, in this place that frustrates me and dazzles me. But all of that, isn't that love? I'd like to thank everyone associated with the Governor's Award for honoring me, especially Tate Reeves. I'd like to thank all of the great independent booksellers in the state of Mississippi, including Pass Books, Square Books, and Lemurier books for the work they do to bring literature to readers. Finally, I'd like to thank the people of Mississippi for making me who I am and for endlessly inspiring me. Thank you. So I'm actually reading from the end of my um, latest novel, Sing Unburied Sing. 
We was worried about you, Pop says. Yes, the ghost hiss. You didn't come back, he says. I shrug even though he can't see it. Kayla squirms. Down, she says. No, Pop says. Down, Pop, please, she says. Let's go, I say. Knowing that tree of ghosts is there makes the skin on my back burn, like hundreds of ants are crawling up my spine, seeking tenderness between the bones to bite. I know the boy is there, watching, waving like grass and water. Please, Kayla says, and Pop lets her slide down. No, Kayla, I say. Yes, she says, and then she toddles past me, unsteady on the dark ground. She faces the tree, nose up to the air, head tilted back to see. Her eyes, Michaels, her nose, Leonie's, the set of her shoulders pops, and the way she looks upward like she is measuring the tree, all oh, ma'am. But something about the way she stands, the way she takes all the pieces of everybody and holds them together is all her, Kayla. Go home, she says. The ghosts shudder, but they do not leave. They sway with open mouths again. Kayla raises one arm in the air, palm up, like she's trying to soothe Casper the dog, but the ghosts don't still, don't rise, don't ascend and disappear. They stay. So Kayla begins to sing a song of mismatched, half-gobbled words, nothing that I can understand, only the melody, which is low but as loud as the swish and sway of the trees that cuts their whispering but twines with it at the same time. And the ghosts open their mouths wider and their faces fold at the edges so they look like they're crying, but they can't. And Kayla sings louder. She waves her hand in the air, she sings, and I know it, know the movement, know it's how Leona rubbed my back, rubbed Kayla's back when we were frightened of the world. Kayla sings and the multitude of ghosts lean forward, nodding. They smile with something like relief, something like remembrance, something like ease. Yes. Kayla tugs my arm and I lift her up. Pop turns. I follow him as he looks for raccoon and possum and coyote, bends branch after branch as he leads us back to the house. Kayla hums over my shoulder, says shh like I am the baby and she is the big brother, says shh like she remembers the sound of the water in Leone's womb, the sound of all water, and now she sings it. Home, they say. Thank you. Fabric, needles, and thread in the skillful hands of community members have created beautiful, functional art and an economic boost for the Delta community of Tutwiler. The renowned Tutwiler Quilters Program started at the Tutwiler Community Education Center more than 30 years ago by religious sisters working in the area to improve health outcomes in the underserved community. The quilters often take a traditional pattern and improvise based on the fabric provided to them. One Tutwiler quilter says that the color or patterns of the raw fabric speaks to her which helps determine the designs of her quilts. Owners of their beautiful quilts value the artistic excellence of the hand-quilted items created in the Southern African-American tradition. While the art form preserves traditions indigenous to the region, their quilted pieces, blankets, potholders, and tote bags, among other items, are beautiful, marketable commodities treasured by collectors around the country and the world. The Tutwiler Quilters Program is a cottage industry. Quilters work from home at their own pace with materials provided to them by the Tutwiler Community Education Center. The Tutwiler Quilters Program was started by Sister Maureen Delaney after she saw Mary Sue Robinson making a quilt. Ms. Robinson is considered the matriarch of the program. Quilters are paid for each item upon completion. The Tutwiler Community Education Center sells the items at the center on their website and at quilt and craft shows across the country. Through countless stitches in yards of material, more than 30,000 items have been made and sold since 1988. The quilters and their artwork first received a national boost when CBS produced a feature on them in 1999 for the program 60 Minutes. The Tutwiler Quilters Organization, now under the direction of Melanie Powell, is a member of the Craftsman's Guild of Mississippi. Every piece offered for sale goes through a rigorous quality control system led by longtime quilter Mary Ann Mackey at the Tutwiler Center. 
Many women from the community have put their needlework and sewing skills to work for the program and have enjoyed the economic benefits along with the pride of knowing their works are beloved around the world. For building community and shining a positive international light on their town through the arts, the 2021 Governor's Award for Arts and Community goes to the Tutwiler Quilters. Good evening. I'm Melanie Powell, the Executive Director of the Tutwiler Community Education Center. I would like to thank the Mississippi Arts Commission for this award. The Tutwiler Quilters began in 1988 as an outreach program at the Tutwiler Clinic. The outreach director at that time was Sister Maureen Delaney. And while she was out visiting the community, she went to the home of Mary Sue Robinson. And Mary Sue Robinson, Ms. Robinson that day was making quilts. The story has it that Sister Maureen left that day purchasing four quilts, and the idea to start the Tutwiler Quilters Project. The project gave women the opportunity to make their own money and also to pass down the tradition of African-American quilting. The Tutwiler Quilters make hand-quilted items creating a Southern African-American tradition. According to the quilters, the colors and patterns determine the design of the quilts. One quilter likes to say that the fabric speaks to her. On the behalf of the Tutwiler Community Education Center Board of Directors, I would like to thank Sister Maureen Delaney for having the forethought to start this program, as well as Sister Joanne for spending many hours working with the Tutwiler quilters, laying out fabric, cutting fabric, and Miss Mackie Willis, who serves as the quilting director and also Miss Lucinda Berry here, who has spent many, many hours working with the quilters as well. Congratulations to the Tutwiler quilters. This is Larry Morrissey. Thanks for listening to the podcast version of the Mississippi Arts Hour. The show is broadcast on MPB's statewide radio network on Sundays at 5 p.m. For access to all our past shows, please subscribe to the Arts Hour on your favorite podcasting app. Join us each week for Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. We have an IT expert, a computer repair ace, and we troubleshoot your problems on the phones as well. Everyday Tech, Wednesdays at 10 on MPB Think Radio. Download the podcast now or listen on YouTube on the MPB Think Radio channel. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. You're listening to the Arts Hour, and today we're listening to the audio from this year's Governor's Arts Awards program. Our MC Bill Ellison will now introduce the next awardee. The roots of American music run deep through Mississippi and are deeply planted in the soul of Raphael Sims. From a young age, Sims combined natural musical talent with entrepreneurship to carve a path as a working musician based in Mississippi. Raphael is a musician's musician. He first picked up a guitar as a boy in Grenada, raised by parents who nurtured his love for all music by exposing him to rock and roll, country, blues, and jazz. As a college student in the 1970s, he was tapped to play with the Faculty Jazz Quartet at the University of Mississippi. There, he earned the nickname Radar due to his natural talent for finding the right notes and knowing what to play without reading a musical score. After short stints as a working musician in Los Angeles and Memphis, Raphael came home and dove headfirst into playing music and promoting Mississippi's culture at home and abroad. In the early 1980s, Raphael Sims helped cultivate a live local music scene in Jackson as bass player with Sassy Jones, these days with Jewel Bass and Nice Tribe. 
Many popular artists have called on Raphael to play with them, including Mississippi jazz and blues legends Mose Allison and John Lee Hooker. He toured internationally with Katie Webster and Bastai Jackson and Dorothy Moore. He was a member of the first band to play behind the Iron Curtain in the 1980s with Joe Frank Carollo and George Sandifer. The second group to do this was Joan Jett. Raphael has represented the best that Mississippi music has to offer by organizing talent for governor's inaugurations, writing and performing an original song for a state tourism campaign, producing music festivals, and performing his Mississippi Live show. Today, Raphael Sims continues to produce and perform in the Township Jazz Festival, which he co-founded. He plays live jazz regularly at Table 100 and Helen Mouse in addition to hosting the Fusion Coffee House Jazz Series. He is the longtime leader of the Governor's Arts Awards combo. For a successful 40-year career as a musician and for promoting Mississippi's music culture, the 2021 Governor's Award for Cultural Ambassador goes to Raphael Sims. Ready? You know, a few months ago, I got a call, and the caller uh, gave me the message that you have been selected to uh, receive the 2021 Governor's Arts Awards as cultural ambassador. And I was a little taken aback. Uh, and so, uh, you know, I was like, you know, who, me, what? I mean, uh, why? And then the, the big question was how? How did this happen? And I found out how it happened. Uh, someone who appreciates music and art and everything, uh, they can nominate someone that has spoken to them or their work has spoken to them. And uh, I was very lucky that Melba Johnson walked into my life at one of our jazz shows. She had been to several. And so, uh, Melba, thank you. I'll always be grateful to you for this. Uh, my awareness of and my relationship with arts began in Grenada, Mississippi at a very young age. Uh, went to Ms. Meek's art classes after school a couple days a week and, you know, did pastels and charcoals and watercolor and all that kind of stuff. But it was really obvious that uh, music is what had my attention and, and fully engaged uh, my brain and hands and everything else. And uh, the seminal uh, uh, moment was uh, I got a silver tone old Sears guitar, six string guitar, sat out in front of my sister's record player and was working out the Motown stuff. And I realized I'm digging the low stuff, so I was doing the bass part. So I just pulled the two treble strings off and, uh, and made a bass like that until I got my first bass. Shortly after I got my first bass, I got my first band, the Vagabonds from Grenada. Our first, you know, every first band needs a first gig. So our first gig was playing in the driveway of, I believe, Joe Lee's home in Grenada. And we played a political rally for William Winter. And speaking of Governor Winter, if, if you would, I would like for us to take a few seconds to remember a great Mississippian. Thank you. From there, I went on, had bands in high school. I'd go with my friend Alan Purdy out and play the, the gospel shows on Saturday night out in the country. Uh, we'd play at the City Hall, you know, with our high school bands. Went on to college, met Charlie Abraham, and, and uh, even got in the group and played there. And uh, met John McCauley, who would forever change my life and put me on a collision course with jazz that I'm still fully engaged in today. And uh, you know, along that road uh, traveled, I played in some pretty bad joints, uh, you know, beer joints and, and other things. And, uh, you know, so I looked at this new gig, cultural ambassador for Mississippi, and I said, you know, this will be a piece of cake after making it through all, all of those joints and stuff. So anyway, uh, but it's really gonna be an honor to, uh, to try to bring music and, and attention to music and everything. And, especially to young people, to involve young people um, and let them see that they can make a way with one of these or one of these. Uh, I want to, want to say thanks uh, again to Melba Johnson for, for nominating me, but also thank you, Mom, for taking me to see Elvis when I was four 
the Beatles when I was 11, it's your fault. My dad, thank you, Daddy, for telling me that Ray Charles could really sing and Count Basie could really swing. And I always say to my Grandma Sims, Mama, thanks for jamming with us on your big Hammond organ when my cousin Rick would come out and play drums. Thank you for all of that. I want to say, um, Sadie, thank you for teaching me how to be kind to people. Uh, another, another thing I'd like to say real quick is two things. One of the greatest uh, genius musicians and someone who, is, who has helped me and made me see a lot of lights musically is Charlie Abraham. Charlie, thank you, man. You're a good friend and, and, a, and a, good, uh, a good teacher. Uh, and my mentor, John McCauley, um, who my life wouldn't be like it is right now if it wasn't for Doc, John McCauley. I want to thank all the musicians, all the groups down here that I played with. And um, I just want to say this, that uh, long live the Arts Commission and long live the arts because Mississippi is where art lives. Thank you. Have you ever been kissed by a wonderful breeze? Sipped iced tea beneath magnolia trees Sat on the porch and just talked a while Then I know a place that'll make you smile Have you ever had the blues inside of you? Gone down to the delta let them play for you. I've seen the Mississippi rolling deep and proud. I hit the jackpot and laughed out loud. From the hills down to the delta, Jackson skyline to the pines, there's a place I know. So come on, Mississippi feels like coming home. She can tell you stories, she can sing you songs. Feed you like your mama, then walk you home. Show you sights like you never know. Mississippi feels like coming story. That song means a lot to me because I've recently come home to this great state after being away for several years to help run the Mississippi Arts Commission. The sentiments in Mr. Sims' song are true for me. In addition to helping the art industry in Mississippi grow, one of the joys of my new work is to get to know the artists and the arts community. The pandemic has taken much from us, 
but it cannot take our resolve, our creative spirit, or our joy. I'm inspired by the resiliency the arts community has displayed in the face of canceled shows and festivals, closed museums and venues, as well as budget cuts and event restrictions. Artists have responded to the challenges of our times by using their most essential quality, their creativity. Through innovating, artists have created new ways to sell their work, perform for audiences, and share their words and inspiration with the masses, even when those masses are thousands of miles away. Artists have made the pandemic bearable for all of us as we have read more books, watched more films, and listened to more music. Many of us have sought out inspiration and found a wide variety of artists to uplift us. For the important role artists play in our world, a world that too often undervalues them, today we celebrate our artists. To our six deserving recipients, Arthur Jaffa, Nellie McGinnis, Raphael Sims, the Tutwiler Quilters, Jasmine Ward, and Benjamin Wright, congratulations. We are in awe of everything that you have accomplished. You add another chapter to our state's artistic legacy and rich tradition of excellence in the arts. We're so grateful to our Board of Commissioners who give their time and talents to the Mississippi Arts Commission so that we can better serve the arts community in our state. The Governor's Arts Awards would not be possible without the generous support of our sponsors. We're so thankful to all of our sponsors, especially Steve Eds, Leslie Murray, Aragon, Carol Puckett and John Palmer, AT&T, Sean and David Brevard, Community Foundation of Mississippi, Jackson State University, Mrs. William D. Munger, Judy and Clark Reed, Nan and Mike Sanders, and the Yates Companies. We are also so grateful for our partner, Mississippi Public Broadcasting. Our partner in television and radio broadcasts is important each year where we present this award, but this year their support is more critical than ever. Thank you, MPB. We look forward to seeing each of you next year when we celebrate in person. Until then, stay safe, stay well, and stay artful. We'll now continue the show with our Lifetime Achievement Award. Let's learn more about the musician and composer, Benjamin Wright, Jr. The Lifetime Achievement Award always goes to someone who has amassed a body of work that will stand the test of time. The work of musician, composer, producer, and arranger Benjamin Wright could fill multiple lifetimes. Benjamin Wright Jr. was born in the Delta town of Greenville in 1946 and has been professionally active in the music business for more than 50 years. In high school, Mr. Wright was a drum major and sang doo-wop with a local group. Soon he was on the road playing piano with rhythm and blues icon Ted Taylor. While on the road, Mr. Wright enrolled in the Berklee College of Music, only a correspondence school at that time, in order to formally learn how to write for orchestrations. After serving in the Air Force, Mr. Wright toured the country again, playing organ with Bobby Moore and the Rhythm Aces before settling in Chicago. In the Windy City, he joined the leading soul and funk session band Pieces of Peace, playing on countless records by the likes of Jerry Butler, Jackie Wilson, and Curtis Mayfield. During that time, he worked tirelessly as a copyist for an array of legendary arrangers, including Donny Hathaway, Gene Barge, and Charles Stepney, while also attending the Chicago Conservatory of Music. Mr. Wright also gained renown for his masterful skills at producing and arranging, becoming one of the leading string arrangers in the business. Requests for his orchestral arrangements continued to grow, so he followed the industry as it expanded in Los Angeles, where he has worked on hundreds of hit records by artists including Aretha Franklin, Rance Allen, James Ingram, and The Temptations. In 1979, super producer Quincy Jones brought Benjamin Wright in to arrange strings for Michael Jackson's debut solo album, Off the Wall. Wright's arrangements were featured on several songs, including number one hits, Rock With You, and Don't Stop Till You Get Enough. Benjamin Wright went on to become a Grammy award-winning songwriter, producer, and arranger. His work spanned generations of Grammy-winning songs, including his contributions to 2003's Future Sex, Love Sounds by Justin Timberlake and Speaker Box, The Love Below by hip-hop duo OutKast. 
A half century into his prolific career, Mr. Wright shows no signs of slowing down. He recently worked on recordings with Mary J. Blige, Ty Dolla Sign, and Frank Ocean. In 2019, Benjamin Wright embarked on his first tour of solo shows. For his extensive award-winning career as a producer, musician, composer, and arranger, the 2021 Lifetime Achievement Award goes to Benjamin Wright. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Benjamin Wright, and I am from Greenville, Mississippi. And I just have the biggest thank you for Governor Reeves, Mississippi Arts Commission, Senator Horn, Catherine Rotemeyer, Anna Iergott, and my wonderful friend, Senator Simmons, for this wonderful award that I am receiving. I want to tell you just a little about me. Uh, I left Greenville in 1965 because they threw me out of high school. Uh, but I didn't let that be a deterrent for me. God had another plan. And he took me on a musical journey that's just totally unbelievable. I have had more hits than you can imagine. I can't even remember them all. I can't even count them. But I want to share a story for you that helped put me on the road to acquiring all of these hit records and productions. One day I received a phone call from a guy named Quincy Jones. I didn't believe it, so I questioned him extensively. Quincy who? Quincy Jones. Quincy who? Quincy Jones. Certainly I didn't believe that was the Quincy Jones. But it turned out to be the real deal. And I was invited to his house to check something out in terms of Quincy producing Michael Jackson. We had to have songs that were more adult songs than what he had previously been doing. And I was given a song uh, to, to, you know, go on this album. Now, I was so afraid, I didn't know what to do. Even seeing Quincy meeting his wife, Peggy Lipton, and the whole bed. But Quincy gave me 30 days to write. I never had 30 days to write. Plus, I've never been nervous about anything. But for 28 days, I had not written anything, and I could hear the Lord speaking to me. Benjamin, you know, you got a session in a couple of days. You're going to have to put some notes on the paper. I prayed on it, asked God to give me the notes, and he did that. The day of the session, I'm nervous. I get there. There's an engineer there named Bruce Swedeen. Hey, Benjamin. Wow, okay, that's, that's okay. But then Bruce said, hey, Q, Benjamin is here. It's going to be a piece of cake. He said, oh, my God, I don't need any more pressure. But the way it worked out, the musicians came in, and we did a take and a whole bit, and I'm watching Quincy through the, through the glass, and I'm not familiar with his antics. He's falling on his knees and the whole bit. So when I go into the control room, scared, it's like, man, this is it. This is the stuff. And some other words I'm not going to use, but uh, make me feel a little better. But the confirmation that he was satisfied with what I wrote, basically what God gave me to write, is he gave me another song. The first song I did was Don't Stop Till You Get Enough. He loved it. The next song he gave me turned out to be rock with you. These are home runs. Not Benjamin, but God gave me notes to knock it out of the park. God, I've been, you know, Earth, Wind, and Fire, Aretha, Patty, Gladys Knight, you name it, boom. I've, I'm blessed. I could, I could go on. I could go on for a couple of hours just naming people and productions that I've been involved in. But since I have to stop, I just want to throw in a couple of guys. I'm dealing with now Kimball Funches, big time contractor there in Jackson. Maximus Wright, the filmmaker. I am working on a film with him right now. Hopefully that'll help me establish myself in Mississippi. 
I just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you, and God bless you all. A reminder that this is the Arts Hour, and you've been listening to audio from the 2021 Governor's Arts Awards program. Closing out the show is a special performance from the Nellie Mack Project, featuring awardee bassist Nellie McInnes. the roses if the bombs begin to fall yes heaven help us all mm-hmm. heaven help the black man if he struggles one more day heaven help the white man if he turns and walks away heaven help the man who kicks the man who has to crawl Heaven help us all. Heaven help us all. Heaven help us all. Heaven help us all. Here I call when we call. Oh yeah. Heaven help the boy who won't reach twenty-one. the people with their backs against the wall. Heaven help us all. Heaven help from the mighty and the mighty from the small Lord Larry Morrissey. Thanks for listening to the podcast version of the Mississippi Arts Hour. The show is broadcast on MPB's statewide radio network on Sundays at 5 p.m. For access to all our past shows, please subscribe to the Arts Hour on your favorite podcasting app. Deep South Dining is the show all about the culture of Southern flavor. From fried chicken and collard greens to shrimp and grits and a glass of sweet tea. Subscribe now to the podcast using any podcast app or download our MPB public media app.